Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. Well, you've not seen us for, for a month, so now we've decided to treat you to two pods in two days. Well, treat might not be the word, might it? Uh, as per usual, I'm Lewis Tomlinson and somewhere in Berry is James Watson. Hello. Great to be do- great to be back. Yeah, quick turnout. I know. Um, running back under the penalty, uh, having having won a couple of days ago, well, one, Wednesday. One's, one's a very loose term for whatever that <laughs> Dead eight. Um, so we, we're trying to save ourselves from getting caught by the handicapper. And we thought, well, we can't leave this weekend racing out, really, can we? Um, no, not, not with Cheltenham Trials Day. So we thought we'd give it a, a preview. Yeah, and I, I guess before we actually talk about Cheltenham, it's been probably the biggest midweek fixture of a... Well, in, in, in the entirety of the Irish calendar, the Galmoy and the Firesties, uh, Benedigia, she's just bloody brilliant, isn't she? Absolutely breathtaking performance. Brushed aside what I thought was a decent enough field. I thought Apple's Jade um, performance last time was very good. And Penn Hill, two-time Cheltenham Festival winner, uh, never really rule him out, could you? But Benedigia's just absolutely coasted home as if she's not even had a race um great performance and well there's there's talk of the stairs hurdle now and if i were paisley park owners i'd be quivering in in my boots because that was a serious serious performance i keep it to the mayor because she wins it and fair dues fair dues Uh, if anything, if anything, though, Lewis, that's helped our champion hurdle aspirations with Honeysuckle because yes, they, will not, they will not want to run against that. Jesus, Jesus. No, you are spot on there, pal. Uh, and another absolutely brilliant performance from the equine Jim Watson. Good old chef des pulling <laughs> up after about halfway in the fight. <laughs> I was looking for him. I was looking for him in the fog thinking, where is he? Where is he? And then all I heard was, and Shefty's old boys tailed off. And then I was like, right, that's it. But Willie Mullins took the head gear, took the cheek pieces off him, and he's not a fan of him. So, not a fan of cheek pieces. So, we're living home. He's not a fan of Shefty's old boy either, Harry. <laughs> I don't think many people are, to be brutally honest. I think it's just me and possibly Sullivan Bloodstock waving the flag now. <laughs> No, do you know what we've done? I found my equine doppelganger this week because we've we've known for about two years that you and Chef Desobo share the same mind, body, and spirit. <laughs> but I've I've I, I think I found the horse who uh, who represents me best now this week. Go on, Bob and Co. Bob and Co. Because <laughs> it's like it's like me on a weekend, Jim, just pulling and pulling and pulling. <laughs> Please never say that ever, ever again. The man's got a six-pack, and I'm going to make the most of it. That's all I can say. <laughs> Move on. No one's here to talk about you. Listen to... They're here to listen <laughs> about Cheltenham. We are, yeah. We'll move on. Uh, <laughs> on, on, on to Trials Day, and there's also some tidy enough racing at Doncaster uh, on the Saturday as well. Skybet Chase Day. Uh, I guess the place to start is at Cheltenham, and shall we go through the card, Jim? Yeah, yeah, why not? Well, I, I guess, I'm going to say the place to start is the start, which is a... <laughs> How ironic. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's not Pulp Fiction. We will start with the 1240, uh, the JCB Triumph Trial Juvenile Hurdle. Oh, registers as the finesse. We'll call it the finesse because I'm so bored of Triumph Hurdle and Ballymore Trials. <coughs> Every single bloody week, these one. Uh, anyway, Cerberus heads the bet in here. Uh, we're recording this at around half ten on Thursday, Thursday evening. Uh, Love Island's just finished, so we can record. Don't tell uh, me anything about it. I've just finished work and I'm going to watch it after I've edited this, so don't tell me. Good. No, it's, it's, it's not too much of that tonight, Paul, to be fair. Uh, right. Back to the racing, though. Uh, Cerberus is a 5-2 to two favourite uh, on on Thursday evening to beat Navajo Pass, jocked up with Brian, Brian Hughes on board, Monte Cristo 11-4, to four, Roland Ward and Blacko who won the other day, is 7-1. Uh, Jim, anything, any strong opinions on this? And, um, or, and is, or is this just a race that shouldn't really affect the triumph? It shouldn't really affect the triumph, if I'm being brutally honest. I, I think we've got the top three at the top, uh, at the head of the market that we've talked about the other day that are the leading protagonists. Uh, Cerberus hasn't really done a lot wrong, if I'm being brutally honest. He's... he's being consistent, um, four runs now, and he finished nine lengths behind all mankind on uh, Welsh Grand National Meeting Day. That's that's no bad performance. Uh, the ground was heavy that day. He's, he's always run with a bit of cut in the ground. He's always been a bit of a fan of that. Um, I, I think he he deserves, in my opinion, he deserves to be favourite. Um, he brings the best form into the race. Um, was this the race that Joseph O'Brien won with Fakir Duderie last year? I think that was the one in December. Oh, I could be entirely yeah. wrong. Yeah, I, I think you're right now, now thinking about it. Um, but um, JP McManus and Juvenile Hurdlers normally go well at Cheltenham. Joseph O'Brien, I, I think it's, it's nothing original, but I think he, he should be favourite and I think five to two still around is a decent price. Um, Monte Cristo for Nicky Henderson and Daryl Jacob. You can never underestimate uh, Isaac Swade and Simon Manier horse in a juvenile hurdle. But changed uh, hands to Nicky Henderson for France. Um, one last time out. It's, it, it could be anything. Uh, and Navajo pass for Donald McCain was a decent enough flat horse. Um, I think I saw him run a couple of times at Haydock. Um, big imposing sort. Um, he beat Lord Lamington last time out at Doncaster and previously finished second to Tavis, who's come out today and won at Catrick. So he's Weatherby. got decent... Uh, Weatherby, not Catrick. Um, got decent form in the book. Um, but I don't think he, he's got enough to beat Cerberus and he is my selection for this race at this moment in time. Yeah, you were right about Fakir Udry as well. It was this race he won was last it? year, not, not the earlier one. Uh, it's not one I particularly have a strong opinion on. On these, This is a grade two, and at the minute these look like a decent bunch of grade two juveniles. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't see any of these as potential top-class horses. Cerberus is solid and likeable, and he's probably the right favourite. Yeah. Uh, Roland Ward as well. Look, look, look 
tidy enough on a form line through Goa Lil, who he beat at Kempton, and then went on to beat, uh, oh, what's the horse called? Lord Lamington. Lord Navajo, Lamington, yeah. Who Navajo Pass also beat. Uh, Roland Ward looks like he could be the overpriced one, jocked up Kieran Geffins on board for Stuart Edmonds. Uh, it's not a race I'm massively fussed for, though. At this stage, I'd say Cerberus wins, but I, I don't think these loads of value <laughs> spending a lot of time talking about it. Yeah, I agree. Just just one last point on this. Uh, Tronador runs in the same colours as where as the horse that won the Fred Winter. I was just about to say his name, and his name's escaped me. Uh, for Gordon Elliott in the same colours. He's now got a rating of 129. If he runs a decent enough race, um, I could see Tronador going more Fred, Fred Winter route. Um, owners have had previous in that race, so just keep your eye out on his performance. Um, veneer of veneer of charm. Charm, yeah, veneer, veneer of, of charm. charm. That's the one. You the horse you're thinking uh, of. So just keep your eye out on his performance. But Cerberus for me. Yeah, I I, I agree on that. But if if it was to be a a selection, it'd be like a 0.1 point, just not particularly. Yeah. Not particularly forced at this stage about this race. The next one is the time form novices handicap chase can throw up a couple of. Decent winners in this Sam Crow, obviously. <laughs> Top weight. Uh, he doesn't come over. He definitely doesn't come over. Uh, the betting is headed by Imperial Aura, 3 to 1. Seven, simply the bets. Eight, Mercy, Mercy Me. Nine's uh, Burbank. He's, jo- he's jocked up at Doncaster, so won't run here. Also, nine's Champagne Court, Go with the Flow. And Cloudy Glen. Jim, any strong selections in this? Um, there's a lot of talk of Imperial Aura being very well handicapped. Uh, he's a seven-year-old uh, who finished eight lengths behind Pim last time out over the course. Uh, over the course uh, at the course, sorry. Um, I, I think that he stepped down a trip won't necessarily be an issue. Um, it, it should suit him better than the three miles. Actually, I, I, I agree. Um, I think he he's short enough in the betting. Uh, there's been a, a lot of movement on him at this moment in time, but uh, I, I don't really have a strong opinion in this race. I've been a fan of Simply the Bets and Go With The Flow for a while now. Um, Simply the Bets has had a cracking start to his novice chase career, won his first two, and then... Um, Pitched into a deeper race on Boxing Day in the novice handicap, um, beat by Comanche Red. He, he never really looked like winning on, on that day, and I, I think that was a decent enough race. Comanche Red solid for uh, Chris Gordon. I, I, I think simply the bets uh, is probably the one at the prices at this moment in time, but other than that, nothing particularly very strong. Yeah, I agree. Simply the bets is a horse I like in general. Uh, if I was to have a selection at this stage, it would probably be with Jeremy Scott's horse, Champagne Court. Yeah, I can uh, see your point. Good good form at Cheltenham, placed in the Martin Pike last season. Uh, of an absolute featherweight. I think he was a bottom one that day. Uh, returned as well, second in the Silver Trophy at Chepstow. This season behind Flash of Steel, who's a horse who I kind of thought would go on from that and be and end up being pretty 
pretty decent this season. We've only seen him one since. Yeah, in the but uh, did you hear the Dan Skelton interview on Racing TV on Lock on Sunday? He he said flash the steals one for the handicaps at Cheltenham. Yes. So. Oh, good. Good. So. Yeah, because that's that's what I like. That that was kind of the vibe I got after he won the silver trophy, which can often throw up a decent horse for an early early season handicap. I kind of thought back on my mind, he'll win other races this year, other good races. Uh, yeah, and I say we've not seen him since he was down the field in the race that used to be the fixed push. Why don't they just call it that? <laughs> why, why, why do they give it a stupid sponsored name? Why don't they just call it the grade three race? That the, the the race that used to be the fixed brush handicapper. <laughs> makes if we, so much more sense. If I had a pound every time you had a rant about what the name of a race was, I'd be a very very rich man. Oh, you would be. You would be, mate. But it's it's. I'd uh, yeah. You know what? You're right there. But anyway, champagne caught back to him. Two from two over fences. Uh, it wasn't wasn't the deepest of events. He won at Sandown. Uh, Back in November, probably actually a better race at Plumpton. He, he won only a week later. Be Diablo the Civil, mercy, mercy me, who who should reoppose here? They're both two horses who are uh, you'd call beatable. Yeah, they don't particularly win very much. I think Mercy, Mercy me only actually broke his maiden last time out. Or yeah. if, if he did break his maiden, it was only his you know second or third win. Uh, but he, he, he did that com- comfortably enough. Uh, thrown into a handicap off his uh, on his first handicap chase, a similar enough level of performance to uh, any amount of progression from the decent level of form he showed over over hurdles, and it looks like he has done. I think he could be ahead of his mark here. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, Galvin, as well as a horse, I've always held in fairly high regard. Um, he's been slightly disappointing uh, in his, his start to chasing, but something pitched into this. He's off a mark of 1.42. I think that's that's still on the high side slightly. I'd, I'd like to see him drop a few more pounds, but I think he's a horse to keep an eye on a Cheltenham handicap for him. Um, I, I think that he's got a nice race in him somewhere. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. Uh, the next race is a Paddy Power 45 sleeps to Cheltenham <laughs> Trophy Handicap Chase. You're the one laughing at a race name there, Jim, not me. I'm, I'm... No, I'm, I'm, I was laughing at what you were thinking in your head as you were reading that. <laughs> do, do you think I'd have made a comment if you did not brought me? If you did not brought up me getting angry at race names? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think so. <laughs> it's Paddy Power though. Paddy Power, Paddy Power call races whatever they like. Yeah, they do. Uh, Warthog heads are betting uh, at the minute with Bet365 for me. I am just, I don't know why I've. It's only showing Bet365 for now, but that's what we're rolling with. Uh, five to one favourite Warthog, eleven to two Lalaw, six is My Way, thirteen to two Spirit of the Game, seven to one Highway, one or one eight Sapage an expatriate who ran today. 10 Jerry's back, 2 Tafts, 12 Scout Maribel, 14's Bar. I'm sure there's a fair amount of disparity, though, between those prices I've just read out and other bookmakers. I wouldn't be surprised if some horses were... Although, uh, to, be, 
To be fair, you, you've got Highway 101 at sevens, and uh, I've got him best odds at fives here, so yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to say, I wouldn't be surprised if, if a lot of them, this is a sort of race where some books will be two points either side of of what I've just read out. Yeah. Uh, so, who do you like most in this? I guess Warthog has ran really well twice over C&D this season, and uh, gained a good win in the Caspian Caviar race uh, at the last Chel- well not the last Cheltenham meeting but the last Cheltenham Saturday meeting we'll call it y- only yeah. off a mark of 136 now is that still lenient? Uh, it could be the, the way he was uh, won last time he proper rallied on the running didn't he it was a really really good performance and he's not exactly been the most consistent of types uh, in recent years and I've, I've last season there was a race that he ran similar to I think uh, was it that? I can't remember. It might have been the race at Haydock in the Novices Chase. And I thought that was a really good performance. He finished behind the Paddy Pie. And then he just failed to back up in Hotter Company in the National Hunt Chase, which is, Chase. which is obvious uh, difficult task. And then he caught, ran a really eye-catching race uh, in the Bet Victor Gold Cup, I thought. I thought he ran better than expected. I completely ruled him out that day. You, you had a slight niggling feeling about him that day, didn't you? Um, I thought it would, I thought that race would suit him, yeah. Uh, and then he backed up, which is very rare, and won the Caspian Caviar, uh, rallying on the running to beat Spirit of the Games. Uh, he deserves to be at the head of the market. I still think his mark of 136 is fairly fair. Um, however, I, I think I'm looking for something at a bigger price in this, if I'm being honest. Where are you leaning then, pal? Um... I'll, I'm still sticking with my two toffs mission. I still think two toffs has got a nice race in him. Um, he had a nice seasonal reappearance over hurdles at Weatherby, being beaten by Bally, was it Bally Andy in the World's End in front of him, I think. And then he went yes. and ran in the Labrooks Trophy. He was beaten 68 lengths back in 16. Um, I, I thought I'd put a line through that. He was in competitive race step back in, in tri- uh, step back in trip to two mile floor here I don't think should be an issue um, he's still fairly lightly raced uh, I think at 10 to 1 he's possibly where I'm edging at this moment in time and my other sort of out of my two on my short list is Count Meribor yes um, he's, you want to say that well of course he is he links in with loss in translation form we, we need as much positives after Christmas as possible. Um, he finished two and a quarter lengths behind him at the start of the season at Carlisle. He was seventh um, behind top of the game in the RSA. I thought that was a good run. He, 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 he course and distance form is good. Um, I, I think I think he's been underestimated in this race. That six last time was a slight disappointment, um, but I thought it'd be more competitive. We both liked him for that. Um, yeah, we both properly fancied him for the bet, Victor. Interesting, he's been off since then. Um, he ran off a rating of 146 that day. He's been dropped, dropped a pound. I still think there's a bit of improvement left in him. And uh, they'd be my two in this race. I I can also see the case with Count Maribel. And he would remain on my shortlist at this stage. There's a lot of very, very similar enough types in this. Highway 101 and Spirit of the Games are 
pretty similar horses. Uh, I think Highway 101 will be suited by the step back down in trip. Didn't, like, didn't shape like he stayed three miles off time out. Um, I, 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 I quite like to question that because I thought he looked, he got a bit outpaced, if anything. And he, ra- and he rallied again on the running because I'd backed him each way. And I've, uh, have I got the right horse? I don't think I have. Um, was it? Yeah, when he was, uh, no, it was. The race just a sting one. Yeah, maybe I've got the wrong race. I've got him mixed up with his previous start, I think, over two miles six. I thought he got a bit outpaced that day. I can't. I can't quite remember his last run. Um, well, do you know what? I, I I can actually. Do you know what? I could actually slightly see where you're coming from. I can. I can slightly see where you're coming from. Is he just? Is a. He's a bit lazy. I think the way to put it. Um, I think, I'd almost say triplers. Well, not triplers, but. I, I think the booking of Jamie Moore though is quite positive. A, aggressive sort of rider from the front. Um, getting jumping. He's a he's a front running sort. I think that that. It's an interesting jockey booking uh, for Jamie Moore to be riding for Chris Gordon. I, I can see why he's at the top of the market, but he, he's not exactly a flashy sort of favourite for this. Does he? Does he? And, you know, and, and, and I'm about to tip him up, but now I'm almost talking missing out of it <laughs> because I'm thinking I'm looking at I'm looking at his actual form figures. You know, he's third, fourth, second, third. Right down the field in the course with a second, third. You know he's he's running well, but I'm thinking how many of those I don't actually remember any of those occasions. Thinking, Jesus, Highway One Hundred One's travelling well here. I think he'll win. He, he's always scrubbed along from the front and plugs on and stays in. He's always in that front group of three it, that leads, and he normally the other two drop off and he stays there. Yeah. Uh, it's a messy race. I'm, again, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find an angle in it. What do you make of the law, Jimmy? He's a horse me and you have been quite mean about in the past. Uh, <laughs> I think you've been more mean than me, if I'm being honest. You, you've not been his biggest fan. Um, he ran how, very. He ran how very... did he finish? Twenty-five lengths ahead of Deffy de Soy. <laughs> He's, it's a weird, weird conundrum, really, with him. He ran over the course and distance in the Paddy Power Handicap Chase Grade 3 behind Old Grangewood. He was beaten a hair. Um, it was a close race. He's, his, his form's not, not that bad. It, it was just towards the end at the big meetings last season and at Sandown, when he's been pitched into high top-class races, he's just found wanting... He was fourth in the Holden Gold Cup, 16 months behind Janica. I think that was a decent enough run. Um, he's a handicapper. I mean, at least we know where we stand with him now. Uh, and I think that I wouldn't be surprised to see him up there, but he wouldn't be having my money any day of the week. No, I guess he's completely and utterly worth another crack over C&D. Yeah. My, problem, my problem with Lalor, even when he was anti-post favourite for the Arkle, was I just always got the vibe of him being the sort of horse who could just underperform for no apparent reason. Yeah. You know, I don't like that. 
I, if, if a horse is below the best, I'd like to be able to see why that might have happened. And there were too many times, including, you know, the law finished his novice season winning a grade one. But, yeah. but there, were, there were times in that novice novice hurdling season where I thought he, he should have run better there. And I couldn't have, I didn't, you know, there were no obvious reason as to why he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the talent was evident, but uh, yeah, not a horse I'm a fan of. Uh, anything else you want to mention? I guess Spirit of the Games as well was second to Warhog last time out. He's uh, he's he probably falls completely into the bracket of probably has one of these in him. Yeah, yeah. There's a few, but, there's there's loads in this that fall into that bracket though. We've we've always been a fairly big fan of Clondor Castle. Um, he's he's run out of lives with me. If I'm being honest. Um, yeah, it won't, won't be for me. I, I thought it was quite well handicapped um, at the beginning of the season off a mark of 144, but he's, he's failed to go in twice. He was lucky to get to, as close as to Diego de Charmille um, because Capeland and him had a bit of a confrontation. Um, but Like no, him was a two-miler. Yeah, I, I'm with you as well there. Um, but two Tafts and Count Maribel am I two going into this race. I'd probably side with, oh, I might go, I might give Count Mirabel another chance, mate. I'm, I'm willing to give him another go. One more strike and he's out. Yeah, there's not, there's not many that are completely catching my eye in this. Uh, it's, it's, it is, it is a, a bit of a, uh, you know, all the regulars. Yeah. Are turning up, and it seems like we've discussed this race already about ten times this season. And and you could run that race about five times, and you'd have five different winners. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I, I do think the likeliest one to be slightly ahead of to be most ahead of their mark is Count Maribel. So yeah. therefore he'll be the pick. Although Warhog, Warhog could be better than a one three six horse. He, he, he could be, but I still have a question mark of him backing up three good performances in a row. Well, he's done two. Yeah, well, um, he, you know, he'd never done one before previously, in my opinion. Yeah, that's so, true. So, that's true. <laughs> three's a question mark. We, we, we don't know where we stand with it. Yeah, fair enough. We'll move on to a race that I guess we've probably got a fair amount more of a grasp on. It is the Cotswold Chase, one of the big trials for the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Over three miles and a furlong, it's a grade two. And Santini heads the market. Seven to four, two to one, Bristol de May. Delta Works not coming here. Eleven to two, Topville Ben. Uh, Slight House is sevens. Do you think he'll? Uh, he's not jocked up though. I'd be surprised to see him, but I guess it's worth mentioning that he's here because if he wins it, we look like <laughs> yeah, mugs. <laughs> completely, completely. When you refuse to talk about West Approach, and then he went off favourite. Yeah, but yeah, but where did he finish? Oh, oh wait, he pulled up after the second. Derasha <laughs> <laughs> uh, counters eight to one, sixteens. Mister Whitaker also, Alfred Bolt and expatriate also entered here. Uh, Jim, we laugh at Santini a lot, but I think he wins this. Do you think? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I'm strongly against you here. Um, I, we've always said. He's looked like this Cheltenham Gold Cup horse since he's 
juvenile hurdle win, beating none other than Chef Dizorbo at Newbury. Um, he's his form's strong. It is strong. What he's was like, a five-year-old doing running in a juvenile hurdle? Oh, did I say juvenile? I meant novice. Talking absolute trash as usual. Um, he was... Last season, he was second at Cheltenham behind top of the game. He ran his heart out there. He was just outridden, I think, by Harry Cobden. I thought he gave top of the game one of the best rides he's ever given him, uh, ever been given a horse. And uh, he opened his account in the listed intermediate chase at Sandown, just getting the better of Nell McGinty. That was majorly disappointing. Um, he just looked slow. Um, Sandown's a quick enough track. Back to Cheltenham. I, I can understand why he's at the top of the market, but nah, not on, not for me. If I'm being brutally honest, I agree with you that I think Santini's slow. I think this horse, this race, often goes to slow horses. Now, does it? Because Frodon won the race last year. But look at the, look at who won it the year before. Definitely red. Yeah. Understandable. You run, you run down the roll of honour. Cape Tribulation won this. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not it's not a race that look, it's 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 a, it's a proper stamina test, you know, this this trip at Cheltenham. Uh and as much as I think Santini is, you know, evidently vulnerable as he showed at Kempton on quicker tracks and to a degree at Sandown as well on his reappearance, uh the test Cheltenham provides is right up his street. Yeah. yeah. I even I even watched back this morning. I even watched back this morning uh, trying to see whether I were being a bit... Because un- I called him a Midlands national horse on the last podcast. No, was that just, was proper it, harsh, wasn't it? It was just cruel. Which was, th- that was me getting carried away because I think, I think we've kind of invented some sort of cartoon version of Santina. I know. It's a bit disrespectful, really. It's a bit like a steamroller. (laughs) But but the real Santini, I thought, all right, I'll I'll watch his races back and just try to get a bit more of a, a, not not a grasp of him, but see whether, you know, the the, the things I don't like about him, through over-exaggerating through comedy, you know, for comedy and entertainment purposes, I've I've actually come to believe, but Jesus, mate! I watched I watched the Sefton back when he won he won that Grade One at Aintree as a novice. I think he looked slow there. Yeah, he did. It took <laughs> but, him an age to get past, you know. It seemed like it took him an age to get past Roxana, and he won't he won't doing it quickly. No, he won't. I don't think that's not a that's not a particularly strong renewal. He didn't. He couldn't be. You know, kill brick and storm in a potato race. <laughs> but this race suits that sort of horse. And if he wins, does he then re-enter the go- my consideration for the Gold Cup? And then do I end up backing Santini for the Gold Cup? Oh no! Two months after I've said he should be running in the Midlands National. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Absolute I, flip-flop there. I Jeez. don't know what I don't know what I make of him. I don't know what I make of this horse because he's clearly the the one standout performance is the RSA second. Yeah, obviously. But even then, did the way that that race pan out? Well, it did. The way that race panned out suited him better than it suited Delta Work. Mm. I don't think Santini is a better racehorse than Delta Work. Yeah. Do you definitely know Delta Work's not turning up? Because I haven't read out. 
it wouldn't be like Gordon Elliott. I don't, I cannot off the top of my head name a Gordon Elliott horse who's gone for this, especially the DRF is what next week. Yeah, fair news. Delta, uh, work, Delta work was entered there last season and he's drifting. Yeah, he's as big as six to one in places. That suggests to me he's not turning up. Yeah, because if he was fancy for this, he'd be favourite. I'd put him in his favourite. I, I think we'd know. I, I, I think it'd have, you know, Gordon Elliott would have said Delta work was at Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah, he would have made it. He would have announced plans, wouldn't he? Um, yeah, exactly. Bristol, Bristol demise. Oh yeah, we're both about to go on. Uh, he's. Um, I, I, it's a bit of a windy, windy race for me. Um, well, is it? Bristol Domain is a really, really good, genuine grade he one is. horse. And, I, I, and I, I, Santini has to be at, you know, if Santini is a Gold Cup contender, he's got to be beating Bristol Domain. Yeah, and <laughs> are we changing our Holstone theory to you've got to beat Bristol Domain to be a Gold Cup, you've got to beat Holstone to be a staying hurdler? <laughs> well, no, Bristol Domain is an actual grade one horse. Holstone yeah. is just. Holstone. Yeah, but I was really impressed with Bristol Demar last year. He 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 impressed me more than I was. I I seem to just put him into a hole of just being Haydock bully, Um, and he fell when going fairly well enough in the King George. Hey ho, that's happened. And then he went to the Festival Fresh for the Gold Cup. He ran a cracking race there. he wasn't embarrassed. He finished third. He was only beaten six lengths off Albion Photo. He went to Aintree. I thought after that performance, he'll have to be competitive. And he was trounced by Ken Boy. He goes well fresh. Um, Bristol and I, as we all know, he's been off since being trounced in the better fair chase by Lost in Translation. Um, so freshness is good. It, it, it surprises me that they're going to go for this race because... If you want to go for the Gold Cup and he runs well fresh, why are you running him now? Um, I, I, I'd have possibly sidestep this race if I was Bristol Demise Connections. But the fact that he's going here makes it interesting. I, I think he's he, he's more my fancy for this race than Santini. Mm, you see, the more, the more I think about it, the more I think... I, I I guess the thing with Bristol Demay is because he's not actually won a race at Cheltenham, we kind of have it in our heads that he doesn't go well at Cheltenham and he did disappoint at Cheltenham. Yeah, yes. Uh, in, in his younger days. Mm-hmm. But he was third in the Gold Cup and he lost very little in defeat last time out. To yeah, he did. Translation. Uh, look, at uh, every... Santini's got to step forward, what, seven or eight pounds? Yeah. And if Santini's a, and if Santini's a great one, he has to win this because this this race and the Gold Cup will, will play to his strengths more than any other. Yeah. Grade one chase over three miles. Uh, is it between the two of them? Can you see Topville uh, Ben or Darash? Can't get involved. Um, you, you could possibly. Um, I don't. Personally, we've both been a massive fan of Dirash Accountant since his novice hurdle days. Um, we've always known there's been a bit of potential. Uh, we really, really liked him to go novice chasing. He ran a couple of novice chases last season, and I thought, Jesus Christ, has he, has he ever jumped a fence before? 
Um, Miley Cyrus was swinging off him. He was like a bloody wrecking ball. <laughs> he was absolutely horrendous, um, smashing through him. Uh, he soon warmed up and won at Newbury, uh, beating Walt by a neck. And then he, he he finished six lengths behind Now McGinty. We've talked about him, his fall line with Santini. Uh, and then you've got to say he had was given a fantastic ride by Ben Jones in the Labrooks Trophy. He beat a very good field. He's he's a horse that it's it's worth just chucking him in for the Gold Cup field because he's he's won that well. He's won the Hen- uh, the Labrooks Trophy well. That was nearly a big slip up for me. Um, huh. And I, I think I think you can't rule him out. I'm interested to see how he'll he'll go in this. I think I, I quite I quite like him to go close in this. But do I have the bottle to say that I fancy him? No. But I want him to do well. Do you get me? I'd have him shorter than 8-1. to one. Yeah, so he's, on what I'm looking at, he's sevens. I'd possibly have him at about 5-1 to because I'm, I'm imagining that Delta Work and Slate House aren't going to turn up. The rash count was jocked up. If you could still get a decent... You said you, there's 8-1 to one around about him. Um, you could get him each way anti-post rules because I only think there'll be five that turn up for this five or six I think the Russian count is a better horse than Topville Ben which I'm going to yeah. be slated for because he's so many Topville Ben fans on Twitter there is and, and it's understandable and he is, really he is he's a cracking cracking sort um, it was I great think, I think he's flattered by his mark of 164 big so time so do I um, he's, I don't think he's you know, I'd, I'd be confident of... He's rated a pound better than Santini. And even though we call Santini a slow ball, I think any track, any track three miles, I think Santini beats Topville Ben. Yeah, comfortably. I'd say five lengths every time. Um, he, run the, he won the role in Merrick well last time. You can't say that. Um, he, he didn't. Um, and he makes a crack at this company again, but... On all known evidence, he's not he's not been up to it when they've when they've you know when the chips have been down he's underperformed. Um, I don't think I don't think he's underperformed. Jim, he's just I think not, he's, he's a just very, not good very, enough. very good handicap chaser. Yeah, but I, I I don't think he's as good to win, good enough to win an up to scratch, open graded chase. This yeah. looks like an up to scratch grade too. We've got the runner up in the RSA. And you know the third in the gold cup. Yeah, I agree. Um, so on that case, <laughs> we both agreed. We've talked ourselves into that Durashkow wins this. No, I'm joking. Um, I, I, I prefer Durashkow over Topville Ben. So I, I want him to run a good race. I don't think he'll go and beat them front two, but I think he won't be far behind. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I think Santini or Bristol de May wins. Yeah, um, I'm so, going to go Bristol de May because I, I, I really can't have Santini. No matter what case you pitch to him, he's, he's really not for me. Um, but Bristol de May, good solid sort. Nine to four is a decent price still. I'm with him. Oh, I said, I think the first thing I said was I think Santini wins. The, 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 the more the more I think about it don't flop back now don't flop back no 
I'll stick, stick with your gut. You've you've always you've always liked Santini. Stay with him. I don't know whether I don't know whether this is you trying to encourage me or you trying to do like Jose Mourinho type mind tricks. <laughs> so we get to the next podcast and then you can laugh at me going, "Ha!" We always, you know, we always go on about how slow Santini is, and you fancied him when he was beating fifty lengths. You you um, know me far too well by now. <laughs> Do you know what? I I'd, 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 I'd probably have flip-flopped. Uh, Alfred Ezzo Bow wins. <laughs> Whoa, where's this come from? <laughs> oh, I can't pick between the first. I'll tell you what, mate, it's a fascinating, fascinating contest. And it is it is the gauge. Do I have a gauge coin anywhere Do I have a coin? No. Sadly, I don't. If I, if I had a coin, I'd flick it and head Do you have anything top. flippable? Um, I'm currently well, sat at my desk. He's currently eating his food, my cat. Uh, Can I've got you some. Throw him? No, that's not very he lands nice. on his head. <laughs> I've he got uh, some paracetamol or a hairbrush. Um, yeah, not not an awful lot. Not on me. Is it a box of paracetamol? Is a paracetamol in the box? Uh, no, it's a it's a sachet. It's like a sachet of paracetamol. Would you like me to throw that? A sachet of paracetamol. <laughs> So the the side that's got the metally part is Santini because that's similar to his colours. Touching at straws here, and the white side is for Bristol Demai because he's a white horse. <laughs> well, we'll go with that. I like that. I like right. logic. So it's going up in the air. It's landed on the white side. So you are with Bristol Demai. You have joined me. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? The fact that it landed on the white side. And I smiled, makes me think now I have changed my mind. It is Bristol to me. I think I wanted it to land on the white side. That, that's why it, all these listeners tune in week in, week out to listen to me. Riveting stuff. <laughs> Chuck a paracetamol sachet thing up in the air to see which Josh Lewis is going to fancy. <laughs> I tell you what, mate, there's, you know, there's, there's people who have stopwatches, flip reading, studying breeding down to fourth. <laughs> me and you were trying to make a living off this, and what, what, what we're doing is, is, is we're lobbing medicine. Uh, uh, it's, it's nearly eleven o'clock on a Thursday night. It's it's been a long week. It has been a long week. Bristol the mate wins then wins a Cotswold. Uh, we'll we'll move swiftly on to another. Ballymore novices hurdle. It's not what we needed. Directly after <laughs> us trying to pick winners by, you know, by lobbing paracetamol. The next thing we didn't need was another race to be called the Ballymore <laughs> novices hurdle. Because I'd go off on one, but I say, like I said, it's late and I just can't be asked going off on one today. Uh, it's registered as the classic novice hurdle and a horse you, you put up on the last podcast, Sporting John, heads the betting at 11. Well, two horses I've put up. I was going to say, horse, you've already got money on. <laughs> at 11 to 4, King Rowland is second favourite. Five for Protector at 7 Champagne. Well, he's jocked up at Doncaster, so I'd be surprised if he turned up here. Harry Senior, if he can get down to the start, he's 8 to 1. <laughs> and 9 and bigger the remainder. Uh, I guess it's Sporting John is the horse who this revolves around. What do you make of him? Um, I, I said on the last podcast, I really, really liked him. His performances were really good in two novice hurdles at Exeter, uh, both over 
two mile one. He'd won a point to point over three miles. He's back to two mile four here. Um, he's a horse with a big reputation from JP McManus's. Um, he beat Buckhorn George decisively last time at short odds. Um, I, I think I think he deserves to be at the top of the market, but is it me pocket or my head speaking? Because I I, re- I really like King Roland. He's a really likable horse, I think. Um, maybe it's the colours, the trainer. Um, I think it's Neon Wolf 2.0. Is that is that bit of a hype? Bit too much hype about King Roland. Well, we don't. We never really. I guess it's you know it's a shame we never really got to see how how good exactly Neon Wolf would have been. Uh, King Roland's looked decent so far. I'd I'd say well I'd say he was very good last time at Exeter. And son of Camas, I think, is a smart enough horse, even though he didn't fire in the Tolworth. I'll tell you what, there's a good fall mine as well, because Trin Comalee, who, uh, yeah. who was a length, and a, a length and a quarter behind King Roland in that race at Newbury, that son of Camas won. He's up against my lad, Glyn. Yeah, At Donny. And I Papa Dango Charlie. It's, it's a right a, little race. I know. I um, saw that flashed up in my tracker. I've got Trin Comalee in my tracker. Um, and I sort of didn't realise you were running the same race as your boy. Um, it's as good. It's as good a maiden hurdle as you could hope to get. That. Yeah, it, it's a really, 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 nice, really good race. Really, really good race for tomorrow. Um, I like King Roland. I like Sporting John. I, can, I can't split them at this moment in time. I quite like King Roland to absolutely romp home just just for the price purely. Um, but yeah, uh, they're all. The front four in the, that I've got in the market, Sporting John, King Rowland, uh, Protector Rat and Harry Senior, are all four horses I'm massive fans of. Um, would I be a bit disrespectful to say that I think Protector Rat has got a handicap hurdle in him at Cheltenham Festival in him, rather than a graded race? Is that being harsh? He is in the market for the Coral Cup. I, 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 did, I, I did a preview for that, for what are the odds... Uh, uh, yeah, hard, hard article to write. Uh, <laughs> a long way in advance. <laughs> yeah, ten, ten. I think it was about three weeks ago. It was finished. Yeah, ten weeks ahead of a, a Cheltenham Festival race when there were literally only two bookies taking bets on it. Uh, but Protector Act was in the market, and I did discuss him. He got awarded that race, didn't he? Got yeah, he did. It back. He did in the end. I, I backed Imperial because I, and I still don't know how I, I will manage to get some winnings for that. Um, I, I think it's a tough task off 11 stone 10 um, I quite like it to run a, a good enough third um, and then go to the Coral Cup if I'm being honest uh, he's a horse it, it sort of went under my radar last season but this season he, he's come back as best as ever um, he's ran well over course and distance I think he'll be there or thereabouts but he might struggle under the penalty with more progressive types against him um, and Harry Senior, I really, really fancied him to win that race at Warwick before he decided to think, no, I'm not having none of that. And absolutely uh, launched Robbie Power out of the side door. He finished second to Edward Stone. That form's ran, that form's good enough. Um, and he won nicely at Chepstow in a novice hurdle, uh, in a maiden hurdle, sorry. Um, he's finished behind Sporting John before, so his form links. Um, Sporting John will obviously have come on even more because that was his seasonal reappearance that day. 
I think the market's got this about right. Um, but for me, I'm going to stick with King Roland. Sporting, th- John, Sporting John's the flashy horse. But I think King Roland will run well up that hill. If the ground gets any softer, I think that'll suit him. He was impressive last time out. I, th- I think I'll stick with uh, King Roland. So just to reiterate, Jim, who are you going for? King Roland. <laughs> just in case any of our listeners didn't catch didn't catch that. King Roland. King Roland. King Roland. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you on the I'm with you on the basis purely because I think he looks more of a stayer. And I find it interesting that Sporting John's going going for this. Look, he's a point winner actually. You know, he's he's a point winner over three miles is Sporting John. Yeah. But you said on the last pod you quite liked him for the Supreme. Yeah. That would also be the route I'd go down. Um, that's why I'm sort of hoping King Roland wins this because I've got him for the Ballymore and I know Envoy Allen's running and his prize probably won't show him. But I'm worried that they might want to go Albert Bartlett with him. That's my question. Yeah, um, I'd almost I'd almost see King Roland as more of a a staying type. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with I you. think Sporting, Gun's, Sporting John's got a hell of a lot of gears. Mm. You saw that last time at Exeter 2, ridden very, very quiet, and he soon stormed up that hill. Um, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd quite like to see it. Was this the race that brought up a storm and was it Bert, Birchdale? Birchdale, that's the one. Um, and brought up a storm fell at the last, um, looking like he was going to win. Um, it is. And the uh, Rasha counter fell at the last in this a couple of years ago when he looked when he were running a good race. Yeah, he was. He did. Um, nice little race. I'm looking forward to it. This is. I'm probably looking forward to this race more than um, the Cotswold, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'd I'd tend to agree, and I'd also put down that at this at this stage, I don't think defeat for either Sporting John or King Roland rules them out of. Uh, a potential good one at the festival. Agree, agree. I think they're, I think they're both quite clear above average. Above and average, that, most definitely. And, and, ev- and even if you know, if obviously one of them, one of them will get beat, it wouldn't surprise me if they were to still come and finish in the first three of an obvious third lap Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the three thirty-five, the Galliard Holmes Cleave Hurdle. And actually, Jim, this is almost as important a race as the Stayers. The Stayers hurdle at Cheltenham. Yeah. And it was very similar last year. Last season's renewal literally contained every single uh, British hurdler that was being aimed at that. Paisley Park spanked them all. And the only, I guess the only real rival you could consider for him would be if the cap fits. Yeah, he to me looks the only horse capable of posing a threat to Paisley Park, assuming Benedict just stays to the maze route. Uh, and they clash here, so this is round one of I was going to say Rumble in the Jungle. Uh, it's not really quite football <laughs> in the Cotswolds, is it? But, <laughs> uh, Rumble in the Jungle, Christ. But pay. Look, if, if if there's if if we accept that there's one challenger to Paisley Park, if he can spank him before the festival itself, or gets beat by him, 
it really does change the dynamic of the stairs. Yeah, it, it, it seriously does. Um, Paisley Park, we know where we stand with him. He's been on the rise since last season, unbeaten. And I made the very bold statement at the start of the year to a couple of my mates. And I said, Paisley Park will never be beaten uh, over hurdles as long as he stands on his feet. And I don't know why there's a bit of doubt creeping in now. Um, well, because maybe. he could run till he was, you know, you know, he will get beat at some point unless yes. he retires due to injury. Yeah, that that is one point. Um, maybe it was the withdrawal last time that they they had slight reservations about the ground. Um, I've never personally had any issues with him, if I'm being honest. I always thought he he likes a bit of cutting the ground, but it was sloppy that day. Um, he's just been a cracking horse for connections he's gone from strength to strength he should win this I'm being honest I'm trying to talk myself out of not fancying him um, but he really should be winning this he is the best horse in the staying division um, if the cap fits he's he's improved a hell of a lot I, I used to think his head wasn't exactly in the game and we saw a bit last year that it still wasn't when he beat Roxana by a head in the Ryanair Liverpool hurdle. Liverpool hurdle. Um, he, he tried his best not to win, but Sean Bowen gave an absolute excellent ride. Um, he's beat Call Me Hot, Lord, over two mile for step up to three is no problem. We've been banging that jump for him to step up to three miles for a while, haven't we? Um, and... Here he faces the best horse in this division. I can see him running a good race, but I don't think he's good enough to beat Paisley Park. I agree. I agree with you on that. I don't think he'll beat Paisley Park. I think at the minute he's clearly the second best horse in this division. Yeah. But for me to think, if I was to analyse this race from a rival jockey's point of view, if I look, how do we beat Paisley Park? I no. say the chink in his armour is a flat spot. He is correct. If you can, if you can possess a, if you have a horse who possesses a turn of foot capable of gaining lengths whilst Paisley Park's hitting that flat spot, and uh, you know Paisley Park will hit the line hard. Yeah. But if if you're already if you already have the distance on him to ensure no matter how quickly he's finishing, you're ahead. That's how you beat him. Yeah. If the Catfish doesn't have those gears. No, he doesn't. He wasn't able to beat Vision to flow over two and a half miles. <laughs> you know, and as much as I like him, you know, saying that he's beat Call Me Lord at Ascot, which is a fine, fine enough performance. But it was a, it is a, like you said, mate, it's not the, that, that to me doesn't suggest he'd be capable of beating Paisley Park. The one, if, if look, it's the same thing we said. I'd, I'd, I'd be looking for a horse whose form is as strong over something like two miles, like Somerville Boy yeah. or Lamy Surge. And I thought Lamy Surge was was decent enough on his comeback. He wasn't too far off the world's end in the long walk. I'd have liked to have seen him win that, and I'd have thought he was going to win that once Percy Park was pulled out. He, he didn't win, but he, he wasn't disgraced. Uh, Again, it, I'm, I, that that that's that's how you beat Paisley Park if you're gonna. 
but I don't think any of these lot are capable of doing it. No, no, I agree. Um, would Would you like to say, Jim? Can I just ask you this question? Would you prefer for if the cafe is not not to be here and the big clash to be at the festival? Yeah, I, I'd rather him not turn up. I know we will, but I don't want him to turn up. Is that the race at Fontwell that he got beaten last year by Vision de Flot? National Spirit, yeah. I'd rather see him go there. Um, and then, and then build, the anticip- yeah, build the anticipation up. Mm. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean, because as much as we like seeing good horses clash all the time... I don't want to find out six weeks before Cheltenham that if the cat fits, he's got no chance of beating Paisley Park. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I'd rather I'm find all... out on the day and go, well done, Paisley Park, you are the best horse ever. Uh, ever? Christ. Um I'd rather find out in six weeks' time. So, if, if Harry Fry listens to this podcast or any of the Roonies, please don't send if the cat fits here. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think Paisley Park wins. I don't think there's actually as much between yeah. if the cat fits Lammy, Serge. And you'd probably chuck Somerville Boy in there off what he did last time. Although I'm Yeah, not, you'd, you'd have not, to, wouldn't you? The step-up-in trip doesn't. Look, the, the step-up-in trip would be a slight question mark. Uh, and again, in general, not a fan of horses having to reroute their, their season halfway through. Uh, but he's capable. He's capable. I don't think there's as much between Lammy Surge and Somerville Boy. And if yeah. the cap fits as the betting suggests there is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I think Paisley Park at 2 to 1 on. Yeah, I think he wins. And then I think he wins the stairs. Yeah. And we're all on him at 50 to 1 again, so happy days. Fifties, I mean five million to one. Come on, five million. <laughs> uh, and the last race. Oh my Chelten, Christ! The last race at Cheltenham on Saturday is the Steel Plate and Sections Handicap Hurdle. You uh, heard me say, "Oh my Christ!" Then, as I've just seen the bet. This is the first time I've seen the betting for this race. <laughs> oh, far away! What, it, it, oh my Christ! In at Miranda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I'm sat. Literally on the desk. In fact, I told a lie. I, I have a certificate saying I own a share in Miranda, sat on my desk. <laughs> um, Do you know what I think the horses we own sound like like a couple in the like late fifties who go on cruising holidays? <laughs> <laughs> Clean and Miranda. Clean and Miranda. Oh yeah. Oh Christ. They go to Venice twice a year <laughs> and look round, stay in the same places, eat the in, eat in the same restaurants, and oh. What yeah. am I talking about? Um, Sophia's oh. Rock four to one favourite. <laughs> Good point. Miranda's six to one. Souls Northern Bow sevens. Lust to Glory. We won the night. That horse is named after me and Bob and Co. Uh, sevens for Magic Dancer. <laughs> eight, 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 and ten is and ten to one. The horse named after Jim Watson, the Con Man. Whoa, uh, that is one thing <laughs> I am not. Come on. Uh, There's a few in this that you could have back on the lash. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it. We'd have to, we'd have to mention that you know the boy's got a six pack, so he don't drink. <laughs> oh, two mentions for the six pack. Any more? Any more? I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can weasel it in somewhere. Weasel. Uh, Sophia's rocked him. Looked a really progressive horse last season. L- looks like sh- uh, he's got a big one in him. 
for a while. I thought that might have happened already this year, though. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought that the novice hurdle win was very very impressive. I thought, crikey, we've got a serious animal on our hands. Um, is that is that, Lud- that Ludlow? Yeah, he then went on to the Swinton hurdle, finished fifth behind the Patriot. Solid solid enough performance. Uh, he went on to listed, finished three lengths be- uh, twelve lengths behind Silver Streak. That was another good run. But then I would have quite liked to have. Possibly seen him win last time out at Huntingdon. Um, he was off a low weight of... A low weight, sorry. He bumped into one off a low weight of Emma Lavelle's. And Sebastopol was backing behind, who's also market leader. I'd be willing to give him another chance in this. He's a horse I follow quite closely. Uh, he was... Sophia's rock... Good. It is good. Just good. I, I, I need to stop using these sort of words because it's not very good analysis. But um, <laughs> Sophia's Rock is good. <laughs> Sebastopol is good. Um, do I think there's any value in their prices? No. Um, at this moment in time, I, I have to give a good word about Miranda Donna. Um, if anyone's new to this podcast, they will know. They will. I'll tell the story that I had the option to buy Pentland Hills or Miranda. I chose Miranda, <laughs> um, and since that, I have forever regretted that. And but she did well last time out. It, it could turn out that Miranda may be better in in time than uh, Pentland Hills. So I, I think Miranda did it very very well last time out. Um, what, what's she off now, Jim? She's off a rating of one three three. She's got an entry so in the Betfair. Five pounds ahead of champion hurdle contender, not so sleeper. I know. Um, she's got a. She's got a good enough form. If you look at last time out, um, she beat Elusive Bell and uh, of Nikki Henderson's, who hadn't finished that far behind Epitam. Um I really didn't fancy Miranda last time out. I've got to say that. Um, we had a couple of quid each way because we were stuck in the queue at Costa. Uh, I thought I, I, I forgot she was running, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just have a couple of quid each way." And she fairly bolted up. Um, a novice hurdles performances were very, very good. Uh, she beat horses that were. She was a lot better than at Ludlow and Wincanton, and then she bumped. Uh, she ran in a hotter uh, handicap hurdle off a rating of one thirty at Wincanton and she pulled up she was never right she was just never right um, and then Sandown seasonal reappearance she finished seven lengths behind uh, she finished eight lengths behind Totterdown who absolutely was a serious gamble for that race and um, travelled well going into the straight but just absolutely fell in a ditch I, I, I thought soft ground good to soft ground is more up her street um, but the heavy ground was obviously not to her liking, and she just probably fitness. Fitness might not have been on her side that day. I wouldn't be surprised. She she's got a tendency to chuck in a bad run, um, especially after a good performance. But it's a risk I'm willing to take once again, and she's going to have to be in my selection for this race because I do own it, but sharing it. So, um, 
I, I quite like her to see to run well, although I don't think she'll run. That's my personal opinion. After after that massive case I've made, I don't think she'll run. Jeez, I was going to say, you could have said that before you spent three minutes talking about it. <laughs> talking absolute rubbish once again. Um, she, she's entered in the grade two uh, mayor's hurdle at Donny. She's entered in the Betfair hurdle. She's got plenty of assignments lined up and I'd quite like to see her running a, in a graded race or in the Betfair hurdle. I think that'd be massively interesting. So... Just to clarify, if Miranda doesn't run, who's your pick? You don't have to make a case for him. Um, Sebastopol. Yeah, he'd probably be mine. He's he might he's going to be a, he's a I can imagine him being well supported in the market. Him he he always seems to be. Yeah, he in does. Fact, he's gone he's gone off favourite every single one of his rules races. Has he? He has. I like uh, the partnership of Nico De Bruyne and Tom Lacey. I think that they've got a great strike rate together. I'm not, I don't quite know off the top of my head, but I would keep my t- I tell you, I tell you how you could find out your uh, the strike rate, Jim. Go on. The brilliant service provided by Rating the Races. What a great idea! Rating the Races, they would show you what what percentage they have. He'd also be my pick, Sebastopol, even though it's very boring. I would also give a slight mention to Magic Dancer, who took a step back in the right direction from his second in the Betfair hurdle last year. Bumped into a good good novice of uh, Tom Lacey's called T-Clipper at Huntington last time out. Wasn't far off beating him. He's a mark. We know know what sort of horse Magic Dancer is. A mark of one thirty might just be on the steep enough side, but I don't think, I, I don't think this is the most exciting of races. No, it's not. Uh, how, how dare you insult my Miranda like that? Mate, she'd be bang there. She'd be bang there if she ran. But I, I can't, I can't tip an horse you own after you've just said I don't think she'll run. <laughs> Very good point. I don't even know why I made that case. I should have just said that at the beginning. Uh, we'll move we'll move over to Donny now, Jim. Uh, we'll do some analysis of the Sky Bet and then a quick run through the three Grade Twos. Is that all right? Sounds good to me. So we'll start with the Sky Bet Chase. Oh Jesus Christ, Dingo Dollar's favourite. Did you not know? <laughs> Eleven to two, Dingo Dollar. I was, I was doing a bit of uh, studying this afternoon, and I saw Dingo Dollar at nine to two, and I'm thinking, oh hell, oh hell. Yeah, six is Azerty, seven's Raven Hill Road, eight's OK Corral, Burbank, Cobra de Mai, finger on the switch, ten's for Chidswell, go on the farm shop owner, twelve's for Cruenta, fourteen's for Calypso, sixteen Sullivan Grey, Goodman Pat, Nonbeg River, and thirty-three to one looks not like Brian. Uh, Jim, where do you think you'll land on for this, then, mate? Um. We, we've slagged off the chances of Dingo Dollar, but I think Stable Companion Goodman Pat might be there or thereabouts. Um, he were, you, you backed him at the festival last season, did you not? I think I did. Was it in the Claws Brothers? I, I think I backed Goodman yes. Pat and uh, Riders on the Storm. Yes, you did, one, yeah. One fell and one pulled up, so that that was strong. Uh, <laughs> um, he's, a, he's a horse I've, I've always... A, held in fairly high regard and he's always stuck to the back of my head and I feel like he's got a nice race in him like this um, he was 7th beating 25 lengths in the Caspian Caviar 
Um, very much an also on mate never threatened yeah very much that um this race is over a further distance i don't i don't think that should be an issue to him um he's won over three miles before uh, i think this is more his trip he was fourth at ascot previous to that in a handicap chase beaten by military he does need to improve i think However, Alexander Thorne's a seven-pound claimer who I've been very, very impressed with it so far this season. And I think a mark of one three four is fair with his seven-pound off. It gives him a nice low weight in this, and I think twelve to one's a decent each-way price for him at this moment in time. And hopefully, he will finally reward me after months of year a year of suffering, <laughs> suffering following. Uh, I was going to say a very, very similar thing about Alexander Thorne. Yeah. And I think, I think though, good man, Pat, is you can't make a case for him off what he's been doing recently. Yeah, you can't, but I think, with a a seven-pound claim on, he's massively interesting. Exactly. He's a better horse than 127, which is what he'll run off. Most definitely. On board. Uh, Solomon Gray's in this who was third behind Altior and Surname for the Skeletons. Uh, so how much did he go up by that, Jim? Similar <laughs> to Maracuja? I don't know. He's in here off 138. Uh, I'd probably be with Burbank. Yeah? I probably would be for, for Nicky Henderson. Uh, good winner of the Mandarin last time out. Sorry, not the Mandarin. On the same day as the Mandarin. But it's not the Mandarin, it's the novice's race. That was quite tidy. Yeah, it was. Good. Horses in behind him, like Tidal Flow, Commodore Barry, Cateson. You know, they're horses, I think, you know, you know, are novice chasers, handicap novice chasers to keep in mind this season. Uh, up to a mark of 145. I don't think that's that, that will be beyond him. And yeah, I think he'll go well here. Yeah. I think he'll go well here. Uh, we'll talk about some more towards the head of the market. Dingo Dollar, did he not go a favourite for this last season? Yeah, he did. I backed him. Um, to be fair, he ran quite well in the Hennessy. He did. He ran better than I was expecting him to. But he um, also ran quite well in the Hennessy last season and then went on to do bugger all. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, shall I tell you the two horses who I really don't fancy in this? Dingo Dollar and OK Corral. Yeah, I I'm was sick, a big... I'm sick of people giving OK Corral chances. Oh, off a nice mark today. Oh, going to do this. And I'm quite happy to sit here and eat humble pie and have egg all over my face. But I think that Ray, the National Chase, broke OK Corral. I really, really liked him. Um, he won at Warwick nicely in that listed uh, in the Hampton... Obviously, he's listed Chase. He, he Thought he an RSA horse after yeah. that. Yeah, I, I think they should have gone RSA. And running him in that may have just broke him, or put him down a bit. Um, he's been beaten decisively in the Labrooks Trophy and the Paddy Power Handicap Chase, two very hot handicaps. Um, would you say this is easier? Yes. 11 stone, 12. Derek O'Connor back on board. And I, I, I can't make a case for him at all. Um, 
Millie Wanacott gave finger on the switch of cracking, cracking ride last time out. Uh, I was very, very impressed. He's, he's not the easiest of horses to get his head in front, but he fairly bolted, absolutely bolted up. Um, Millie Wanacott uh, had three rides in the last seven, uh, last 14 days, and she has won two of them. So she's a jockey on form. Um, one last time off a rating of 122. Gone up £10 for that. Um, I, I think Finger on the Switch might struggle to back up another good performance here by Winnie. Uh, I could see him being placed. But I like your point about Burbank. Uh, I think he's a horse that's still progressing. Uh, he's obviously he's in the colours of um, a man who loves a national runner and you could see him being a future national runner in a couple of years' time. Yeah, completely. I also agree with your point as finger on the switch. You look at his, you look at his ratings from a, well, ever ever since he's gone, ever since he went over fences, started two seasons ago, it's been consistently low one twenties, high teens. He's won one race. He's up to one three two. That should, yeah. and I, I know one of takes seven off board. That that should be too hard for him in this sort of company. Uh. I'm 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 similar to you. I, I just Burbank's the only one I'm particularly interested in in this. Azerte, yes, did well at one well at the start of the season. Mediocre enough the next two times. I'm surprised that he's six to one. There's been money for him this week. Ravenhill Road. Do you know who his siblings are? Go on. Windsor Avenue. <laughs> and the long road, well, <laughs> I found that out when I was doing my uh, little siblings part of the Turf Talk Christmas quiz. Yeah, Ra- Ravenhill Road is comes from it's quite a good little set of set of brothers. That it's nice, uh, nice. He won last time out, but again, just an, a clear career best needed here. It's interesting. It's interesting now you've said that because uh, in April 2019 he moved from Sue Smith to Brian Ellison in, in the same colours as. What what we what was was it? Was the first, yeah, so in the same colours as Windsor Avenue. Um, his good performance at Weatherby, with two lengths behind Good Boy Bobby, slightly dis well, no, he was disappointing uh, over inadequate trip, I think personally, at Newcastle. Um, even though he had finished second previously over shorter, um, and then he, he he won well over two mile five. At Haydock, so yeah, you could see him being more competitive, stepping up in trip, but um, yeah, Ravenel Road's interesting. Uh, Burbank wins. Burbank, me, mate. yeah. The, I, the, I, the, the more the more I look at it, the more yeah, I'm with the you. The less I, I like anything else. Yeah. My good man Pat's probably just a man holding on to the fact that I I beg that he's got a nice race in him somewhere. Um, yeah but other than that I think Burbank will be there or thereabouts right quick flip through the free grade twos at Donny then mate the 12.55 is the lightning novices chase Owl Dancer and Mr Fisher the two main protagonists in there the Patriot also in with Lisp there all jocked up Fanny and Destreval might be on a retrieval mission we don't know whether he's coming or not he's also in the entries uh is this a match between Aldonza and Mr. Fisher? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, and I think Mr. Fisher prevails. Um, I thought... I've always held this horse in 
in good regard. Um, he beat goodbye Bobby at Cheltenham on the 14th of December well, and he, he finished second to Torpedo around Warwick. That's a sharp enough track. Uh, I think he, he wants a, a, a trip, and I think two mile, two mile at Doncaster is all right for him because it's galloping enough for him, whereas two mile at Warwick is far too sharp for him. You, you saw it. Cheltenham, he, he carried on plodding. Uh, two mile four, he stays that distance. Uh, he'd be my selection over Al Dancer in this. Who's. Would you say Al Dancer's been disappointing? Uh, in, uh, yes, to a degree, but with hindsight, does beating not that fleecy and get away Trump look good at all now? No, not really. Uh, we've seen Getaway Trump flop, and we've seen not that Fuise being that impressive. Um, maybe I, I, I thought he'd run better in the wayward lad than he did. So did I. So did I. Um, I thought he'd finish a lot closer to Global Citizen, but he didn't. So it's Mr. Fisher for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I don't like the Betfair hurdle. <laughs> As a form line, either it is consistently the most overrated race of the year. Uh, how on earth a horse goes off su- favourite for the Supreme after beating Blue Cavalier and Magic Dancer? It's, <laughs> it's not the first time it's happened. Uh, it, it does produce. Sometimes it does produce good winners. Don't get me wrong, but I, I do think on a consistent basis, the winner of the Betfair Hurdle. He's so often overrated. Yeah. Uh, and I think Al Dancer falls completely into that category. Good, top-level handicap hurdler. Don't get me wrong. No more than that. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, there is the Grade 2 River Don Novices Hurdle uh, for the Slow Boats. Uh, sponsored, of course, by Albert Bartlett, uh, <laughs> as they all are. Are you happy with the with the naming of this one? Yeah, because it's because it's the Albert Bartlett River Don Novices Hurdle, and not the Albert Bartlett Trial brackets registered as the River Don. Like I don't it. mind. A, I don't mind a sponsor if they keep the registered name in there. I like it. I like it. But the ones like Ballymore irritates me raw most because there is a Ballymore Novices Hurdle at every Cheltenham meeting. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I get you. Does, does my head in. Because uh, who, who knows which race we're talking about? Yeah. Good point. If I said, who, you know, he's going to win the Ballymore. Well, there's already been 10 Ballymores this season. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, Bossman Fred, 5 to 2 favourite for this. 7 to 2 Ramsey's the Tay, 4 Champagne. Well, 11 to 2 Thomas McDonough. Uh, Boris is in this as well at 6 to 1. He ran today. He won't be in there. Uh, anything, any strong opinions on this? I assume you probably know a bit more about Boss Manfred than I do. Yeah. Um, in, in my um, opinion, he is the class horse in this race, and I'm probably going to make him the nap of my weekend on this week's episode. I really, really fancy him. Uh, he won very well beating a horse I quite like in Snow Leopardus by nine lengths last time out. Uh, Bridget Andrews is booked on board. No, no issue with that. He's going from strength to strength, this horse. Uh, he's got a nice string of wins to his name. I think he's the flashy sort in going into this. Um, he's he's 
beaten. He's he's just beaten everything that's been in his past, and he's he's beaten them all well. Um, and I think three to one's a cracking price about him at this moment in time. Um, course and distance, uh, he's beat decent enough horses well. Um, and I, I don't know Champagne well. I, I personally feel slightly exposed. Um, I can't have Baris or Ramsey's detail. Uh, well, Baris won't run. But yeah, fair point. And I don't really fancy out else in the race, to be honest. I think Bossman Fred's almost a certainty at three to one. Yeah, it's not a race I have a particularly strong opinion on. Champagne, well, he's the sort of horse who could pick up these. He's no special, but I don't think this is a particularly strong grade two. And he's already won. He's already won a Ballymore Novices Hurdle this season. Say no more. Yeah, and you know he, he can he can bash his way through these sort of race second in a in an Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle at Cheltenham last season, uh, last time out. He's pretty he's pretty solid, although he conceded right all round. And I would give a shout out to Thomas McDonough uh, for Jamie Snowden just because he was put up by a great guy on Twitter called Ed Priest uh, in a list of 15 bump horses to follow this season. I spoke to Ed uh, for my research, for my dissertation. He works at Chiefly Park Stud. Really, really nice fella and a really, really good judge. It's a really, really good Fred. He's uh, that 15 bumper horses and Thomas McDonough featured amongst that list. Uh, really good in-depth analysis of all those uh, horses progressing out of bumpers, slightly under the radar types. Uh, into Novice Hurdle Company this season and Thomas McDonough's won his last three so if, if, if you were following Ed and you were following Thomas McDonough he's paid you away this season uh, he, he's done well uh, but I, I won't go against you there with that Jim Yeah, with a favourite and the final race of the three grade twos at Doncaster is the Yorkshire Rose Mayor's Turtle, Lady Button's 64 favourite to try and make it back-to-back victories. Though the novice Floressa, 74 second favourite for Nicky Henderson. Fours, Irish Row, 11 to two. Literally, Chi Miranda is also in there at tens. Uh, Jim, we all like Lady Buttons. Could she be vulnerable back over hurdles? We all like Lady Buttons, but she gets beat here. Um, I think Floressa's a serious, serious animal. Um, she, I think, I think a victory last time was was good. Uh, she beat Jeremy's Flame, who's run behind uh, Fiddler on the Roof. She, she just the race didn't plan out for her behind Silver Forever the time before that. But since I, I think she's just improving with racing. She's still green. Um, as much as Lady Buttons has got the experience, and I respect Lady Buttons, she's a class animal. I think she's better over fences, personally. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's apparent. It was great, great to see that, that she's got a massive fan club, and we've we've not fancied either of the Phil Kirby horses, his two best horses, but he's done an excellent job. Um, his stables are great, not too far away from me where my granddad lives. Uh, so I think. Yeah, and we want we want the big Yorkshire races to stay in Yorkshire, don't we? We we do, but I'm sorry, but Floressa's interesting in this. She's getting four pound off Lady Buttons. Uh, I think she's still improving. 
and I think I think that two to one is fair enough value for her at this moment in time. I do respect Lady Buttons, and I won't be I won't really won't be offended if she won. Uh, however, Flores is more for me. Yeah, I'd ag- I'd kind of agree with you there, mate. Yeah, probably a little bit more potential, and I also think actually that the horses Floressa has been running in and around are probably about as good as the sort of horses Lady Buttons was beaten in this last season. Irish Row was beaten in it. I I like Silver Forever, and I've liked Jeremy's Flame. Yeah, and I I think that they're both a better pair than Irish Row. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, I'd side with you on Floressa it wouldn't be a look it'd be a it wouldn't be a race I'd be betting in yeah but for me I, I think Floressa's clear value shall we do our rating the races three so I'll nap our next best in our reserve we can do we can do we'll go for the nap first Jim uh, my nap is at Doncaster 205 Bossman Fred Mine up is going to be yeah we'll go with Doncaster 315 Burbank Burbank big price nap we love an 8 to 1 big price nap Uh, well I can't say Paisley Park can I (laughs) no 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 you can't can you fair dues Burbank at 8 decent next best my next best would be 115 Cheltenham Champagne Court. Champagne Court. We've got some big prices going in for you. My next best would be Cheltenham 225, Bristol to my uh, 9 to 4. I, I think solid enough. Do you know what? I wanted to do that as well. I wanted to do that, but I can't start my discussion of a race <laughs> by saying Santini wins, and then by the end of the podcast, I've put Bristol de as my next best in the same race. <laughs> Purely because I've heard uh, some paracetamol up in the air. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go for my reserve. I might, I might try look at, at a different. Card. No, I, I can't be asked what uh, reaching through your talks you are at this time for the sake of a reserve pick. Uh, my reserve will be King Roland. Cheltenham. I like it. King Roland. Um, mine is Doncaster 240 Floressa. Uh, I tell you what, Lewis, if your treble comes in, you could be rolling. Absolutely rolling. Um, I like your treble more than I like my own. <laughs> Botsman Fred Bristol the and Floressa are my three that sounds eminently that. more sensible than my one <laughs> a bit more do you know what it is do you know what it is with, with, with Burbank I just look at the Skybet chase and I just look I just go through the field and I just think can't have can't have can't have can't have can't have he's the only one who basically makes any appeal apart from our, our old mate Chidswell who, who's ran well over C and D before in the Grimthorpe, uh, but not C and D. It's a couple of furlongs longer. Is the Grimthorpe in it? But it's similar. It's a similar enough race. But yeah, I, 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 I think Burbank is the standout handicap better the week anyway. Yeah, yeah, strong, strong case made. I, I think we've talked about everything. We have on an utterly, completely unrelated note. Well, it's slightly related. That we run the night that I mentioned. First run for Ben Paul in three wins in France. 
is by Sri Putra, who I didn't even realise was standing. No, neither did I. Nice horse back in the day. He was. Do you remember when who got jocked off him? Neil Callan on Derby. Neil Callan. Yeah, it were. And, El- yeah. and Emma Spencer asked him. He won the first. And then Emma Spencer went, oh, you're on Sri Putra in the next. And he, he did not react very well. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Back in the Channel 4 days. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, no, but no, I, I, I just didn't realise. I'm sure some people who are more up on the pedigrees will call me a moron for not being aware of that. But didn't realise Sri Putra was standing, and I'm quite glad that he is. I hope his son runs well. <laughs> so do I. Is that it? I think so. Rattled through. We managed to get a fair bit done there, Jim. We're, we're, there's a limestone lad as well at Nace on on a. Sunday, we had a look, we thought, nah, not much point bothering. It's also the Pegasus International uh, for everyone who likes all the flat international stuff <laughs> without parole and Magic Wand are in a grade one. But at this stage of the season, it's Cheltenham Trials Day. Who cares? <laughs> uh, we'll be back to, to review all of the weekend's action early next week. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of Turf Talk. And don't forget to follow Ray in the races.com as well. Uh, yeah, massive, massive thank you for their support yeah really really glad to have uh, those lads on board uh, and make sure you get involved in the free comp uh, we'll see you all again next week see ya